Welcome to The Complete Works, an official podcast of Filmbook. The Complete Works is a podcast that delves film by film into the filmography of a Hollywood actor, director, writer, or composer. If you're returning to The Complete Works, welcome back for another edition. Uh, what we do every week on, on this show, on The Complete Works, is... What we're doing uh, is discussing a specific movie from a film actor, actress, director, or composer's film career. Currently, we're working our way through um, Christopher Nolan, who is a director, and we're looking at his films. Today, we are going to be looking at the film Memento from 2000. And if you'd like to find out more about the Complete Works podcast, you can go to film-book.com. Again, that's film-book.com. By using the search term, The Complete Works, you can also email us at podcast at film-book.com. Again, that's podcast at film-book.com with The Complete Works in the subject line, or you can put in Memento. Um, either way is fine. If you like what you hear on this podcast, please hit the subscription button. So when the next edition of The Complete Works is ready, it will be loaded up to wherever you're listening to your podcast at. So like I said, we're looking at the movie Memento from the director Christopher Nolan's uh, film career. And this is um, something that we do every single week is we're going to start off by looking at the trivia uh, of this particular film. We'll start looking at the cast that's in it. We'll look at some of the uh, dollar amounts that um, was made, how much was spent, etc. We'll look at some of the goofs uh, or um, mistakes in the movie, just for fun to point it out. And we'll also give you a rundown of what the movie is all about before jumping in and giving you our official score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the worst, 10 being the best. So before we get all of that, let's jump right in and talk about some of the different trivia that you might see in the movie Memento or just some some uh, movie trivia just in general. So there's an Easter egg on the limited edition DVD and it's a standard region two edition for those that might be uh, wanting to know. So this allows the movie to be watched in the exact chronological order of the events in the film. Now, again, if you're familiar with this film, this film is as kind of played backwards and we'll get into that in just a few minutes. Uh, the first couple of scenes of the regular cut of the movie appear normal in this version. Um, and uh, meaning that they are not reversed. However, this version of the movie on disc two is quite different, difficult to reach because the user must answer several questions and solve a puzzle uh, and forward, reverse, and chapter skip capability are disabled. So, uh, something that you have to uh, uh, keep in um, keep in mind when you're watching this um, this film. Okay, and we're looking at the disc. So, uh, during Teddy's line, you don't have a clue, you freak. So, the director Christopher Nolan felt that Joe uh, Penelope. Pantalono, uh, who is Teddy, and forgive me for pronouncing that uh, wrong, did not quite nail the ending of the film, so we decided to re-record the last two words, um, you freak, as you hear them, but they're actually being said not by uh, Joe Pantalini, 
but actually being recorded by Christopher Nolan. What is really interesting about this whole process, uh, Joe didn't even know that uh, he was being, his voice, uh, somebody's voice was being dubbed over his uh, into an interview uh, for Autonomy of Science Memento in 2001. Um, so I thought that was um, kind of interesting that uh, he didn't even recognize that uh, in the film when he watched it. Uh, there is really a medical condition experienced by Leonard uh, in this film. It is a real condition called, and I'm probably going to mispronounce this, so I apologize uh, right up front, uh, intergrado amnesia, and it's the uh, inability to form new memories after damage from hiccups. Uh, um, of all things, hiccups uh, can do this. Uh, the film took just 25 days to shoot. Uh, Christopher Nolan's screenplay was based on his brother Jonathan Nolan's story, Memento Mori. However, the screenplay is, the screenplay is still considered original rather than adopted because Jonathan's story wasn't published until after uh, the film was released in things. Uh, so Stephen Tobolowsky has stated that during his audition for Sammy, he had mentioned to Christopher Nolan that he had experience with uh, amnesia personally. So a few years later, he was given uh, an experimental painkiller that induced amnesia for a surgery that he had underwent. And to this day, um, Stephen uh, said it may have helped him get the part because no other actor would likely have had this type of firsthand experience. Uh, Carrie Ann Morse, uh, excuse me, Carrie Ann Moss personally uh, recommended Joel Pendolino for the role of Teddy, having become good friends with him when they were working on the film The Matrix. Christopher Nolan and his producers had reservations about this because they wasn't sure uh, that Pendolino's screen personality, often viewed as a villain, would be a, the right match for Teddy. But uh, as fate would have it, they met with him and decided that his talent made him the right person for the part in terms of that. Um, <clears throat> Christopher Nolan later praises uh, Pendolino for having brought the right amount of performance as Teddy to the film um, in terms of that. After being impressed by Carrie Ann Moss's performance as Trinity in The Matrix, uh, Jennifer Todd suggested her as a part of Natalie, while Mary... Uh, um, <laughs> McCormick, uh, sorry guys, uh, lobbied for the role. Christopher Nolan uh, decided to cast Moss as Natalie, saying she added an enormous amount to the role of Natalie that wasn't really there on the page. Uh, all the dialogue in the black and white sequence that features Sammy uh, was improvised. The film's first matter was conceived of when Christopher Nolan was joined by his brother Jonathan on a late summer cross-country road trip as Christopher was moving to Los Angeles and Jonathan had time before returning to his studies at Georgetown to spend uh, time with his brother, so he helped him move. By the time they arrived in L.A., the entire screenplay had been uh, stated out loud between the brothers in terms of that. Uh, although the opening scenes is literally shown backwards, every single word uh, sound effect is, in fact, a normal forward played sound effect. The only sound played backward is 
Teddy screaming no. Uh, cinematographer Mark Vargo turned down an interview with uh, Christopher Nolan because he didn't understand the script. He later admitted that this was a mistake. And so Wally uh, Feisner, who got the job, had previous work with, worked with Vargo as a camera operator. And he later admitted to Vargo that he too didn't understand the script either, but he had received the, um, the job. Uh, many of uh, Leonard's unique voiceovers were uh, actually improvised by Guy Pierce. Um, according to Christopher Nolan, Carrie Ann Moss shot her whole part of the film in just eight days. Uh, bah, 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 bah. Some other things. The expiration date on Ted's uh, driver's license is 2-2901, a date that does not exist in reality since 2001 is not a leap year. However, in this fictional setting of the movie, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Or we can say that it does matter or it does appear. Uh, let's see here. Let's see here. Paranoid um, Android by Radiohead was originally going to be used in the closing credits, but Christopher Nolan decided that the royalties needed to use a song, which was owned by Capitol Records, would be too great for this low-budget film. Memento was considered um, culturally, historically uh, significant by the U.S. Uh, Library of Congress and was selected per, for preservation in the National Film Registry in 2017. It is a Christopher Nolan's first movie to be preserved by the National Film Registry. It is also the first non-documentary film of the 2000s that was actually preserved as well. Uh, the test given to Sammy uh, Jenkins uh, involving uh, the electrified objects is based on a real-life case study of a patient commonly referred to as H.M., who suffered from the same form of amnesia following surgery to create severe epilepsy. Uh, a doctor repeatedly shook HM's hand with a joy buzzer, shocking him every time. After a few trials, HM refused to shake hands. The test shown in the movie is an illustration that Sammy's condition is not identified to a real-life case study, but would not have excluded him from insurance coverage. Uh, the tattoo parlor in the movie is named after Emma Thomas, who is Christopher Nolan's wife and is the movie's associate producer. Guy Pierce was originally 200, 230 pounds before the movie was made and lost all the weight within a few months for the film. Aaron uh, Eckhart, Brad Pitt, Charlie Sheen, and Thomas Jane were considered for the role of Leonard before Guy Pierce got the part. Christopher Nolan would later work with uh, Eckhart on the Dark Knight 2008 film. Let's see here. After Brad Pitt expressed interest in signing to play Leonard, but ultimately had to pass uh, the project due to other commitments, it's then that Nolan did not consider any other A-list actors because he realized that having a talented but lesser-known actor would allow for the film's budget to be more evenly dispersed uh, that process led Nolan to uh, nearly cast Aaron Eckhart in the film and eventually uh, was given the part to Guy Pierce, as we all know. Nolan would go on to work with Eckhart, like we said, in the um, Dark Knight series. At around 55 minutes, the book that Leonard's wife is reading, which begins two years 
have gone by since I finished the long story is uh, um, Claudius the, the God by Robert Graves. The movie marks the first time in a long time collaboration between Christopher Nolan and c- cinematographer Wally Fierce. They would make six more movies together before uh, Wally would actually become an, a director himself. Christopher Nolan's uh, first choice for the role of Leonard was Alex Baldwin um, out there. Let's see here. Doris' effort on the main poster of the movie is a reference to uh, Doodlebug in 1997, another movie by Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan's white, his white Honda Civic can be seen parked next to Leonard's, played by Guy Pierce's Jaguar at the motel. Uh, Teddy's phone number 55503, excuse me, 5550134 is the same as Marley Singers in the Fight Club, which was released in 1999. Ashley Judd and Angelina Jones were considered for the role of Natalie. The camera that Leonard uh, uses is a Polaroid 690. Uh, see here. Uh, the Introduction of footage shows the development of a Polaroid photo in reverse. So instead of getting clear, it fades away. Uh, this is extreme. Um, yeah, this is an example of what Leonard's ever fading memory is. Uh, the movie was filmed in Southern California, in and around Sunland. Uh, other driving scenes were filmed in Burbank and uh, Victory Boulevard. Dennis Leary turned down the role of Teddy. When translating from Latin to English, Memento trans, uh, translates to remember. Uh, Christopher Nolan wanted Peter Demings. Um, could have wanted Peter Demings to be the film's uh, cinematographer but he was unavailable having already signed to shoot Scream 3, um, which was um, in 2000 and just in in 2000. Okay. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss uh, and and Joel Palento worked together in The Matrix. Um, She played the role of Trinity and he played Cypher. The address on Teddy's driver's license has a non-existent zip code, which is 94181, transposed from the actual San Francisco uh, zip code of four, excuse me, 94118. Uh, The address number on Pine Street is an actual street in San Francisco, Sean, does not line zip codes of 94118. In one scene, Leonard quickly passes in front of a comic book store. The Batman uh, emblem is displayed promptly on the store's window. Christopher Nolan later directed, like we said, before the Batman begins, The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. There's also a Superman emblem in the same store window. Nolan uh, would go on to produce Man of Steel in 2013 and is the executive producer of Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice of 2016. Um, just we'll give you a few more trivia. There's a lot of trivia. Uh, 
um, um, that's mentioned here. So, um, Kiran Moss and uh, Camille Keith uh, Rennie both appeared on Due South in 2014. Uh, the re-release in Barcelona was in in a subtitle version and a 35 millimeter copy it was only projected one day uh stephen tolomsky also starred in groundhog day with bill murray and the last piece here that we'll give you um is guy pierce also co-starred with two matrix alumni carrie ann moss and hugo weaving whom he co-starred with the adventures of Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, um, in terms of that. So, just like I said, all kinds of different trivia uh, that's being mentioned about this film. I could give you more and more uh, about uh, this film with some of the um, trivia, but uh, if you haven't seen the movie, I don't want to kind of give it away um, with some spoilers. I'll just leave that maybe for another day for another episode. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit um, about the cast. Like I said, uh, Christopher Nolan, he directed it. He was um, screenplay, uh, one of the writers. And like I had mentioned in the trivia, his brother, Jonathan, um, wrote the short story, Memento Mori. So Guy Pierce plays Leonard, Carrie Ann Moss as Natalie, Joe uh, Penatolino is Teddy, Mark Boone Jr. is Bert. Uh, Russ Figa is uh, the waiter. Uh, Harry Sampson Harris, or Harriet Sampson Harris, excuse me, is uh, Miss uh, Jenkins. Uh, Thomas Leonard is the doctor. Kimberly Campbell plays the blonde um, in this film. The box office release was May 25th, 2001. Had a budget of approximately $9 million is what I could find. Uh, opening weekend here in the U.S., it made $235,488. Um, gross U.S. was about $25,544,867. Uh, worldwide gross was a little over $39 million, $39,970,386. It is a runtime of 113 minutes, excuse me. And what is interesting, this is both a color and a black and white film. So it starts off in black and white. Um, and uh, like I said, ends in, in color. What is um, very interesting about this particular uh, film, and, and we'll get to the synopsis here in just a second, um, is that it's not the traditional film, as many of you have probably already seen this film, uh, but like I said, it's done backwards. So the film is recorded backwards. Or, I'm sorry, it wasn't recorded. It was, everything is seen in, in reverse, okay? Because he's trying to remember things. So what is the synopsis of this story? It's a complex story. Let's let's start off uh, first by saying it's a complex story about Leonard uh, Shelby. Leonard Shelby is played by Guy Pierce. He's a man whose ability to make new memories is damaged when he is struck in the head while confronting two people who are attacking his wife at their home in the middle of the night. 
He kills one of the attackers during the attack, and one of the last things Leonard remembers is his wife dying. He devotes his life to finding the, the, the killer um, and killing the second attacker. Okay? So the movie uh, alternates between color and black and white sequences, just like I said. The black and white sequences uh, process in chronological order, while anything that is in color proceeds in reverse um, chronological order. Okay? So anything you see in black and white is going to be in order. Anything that's in color helps to, to do the uh, reversed uh, chronicle order. And so that's something that, to keep in mind, and that kind of helps you with, with the film out uh, a little bit. Um, uh, so the forward black and white scenes and the reverse scenes alternate until they meet in the middle, uh, the story at the end of the film. Hopefully that makes sense to you. Uh, in the two-disc DVD set, the second disc contains the movie in chronological order. To play this version of the movie, you have to select the clock icon, then select the answer C to every multiple choice question, and then three, arrange the tire change in steps in reverse chronicle order, which is three, four, one, two, and then the movie begins to play in the with the credits first in backward order. Some functions, fast forward, chapter skip, etc., has been disabled um, in the process. Okay. Uh, this uh, synopsis describes uh, the scenes in chronological order is the not the plot order presented in the film. And I, I will tell you, um, I kind of struggled, went back and forth. Um, on what to do, should I put this in chronological order or should I try to do it in the, the order in which the film um, was done? And I'll, I'll tell you at the end of the day, I have decided to put it in chronological order. I have done that for, um, well, for my own safety, trying, and I say safety loosely, trying to describe this. Uh, it's going to be a bear trying to res uh, describe this in reverse order. So in order for, I, I thought it to make sense, I'm going to put it in chronological order. Forgive me if that... Uh, is not the way that uh, the story should have been done, but it's the way I'm going to do it. So the story starts in black and white. Uh, Leonard, like I said, wakes up in a room at a discount inn, puzzled as to why and where he's at. The phone rings and he speaks with an unknown caller. He tells the caller that he suffers from amnesia. It's a condition which makes him unable to create new memories. He describes the condition by telling the story of Sammy Jenkins, who's played by Stephen uh, Talopsky, who had the same problem. So Leonard describes how one must have a system of notes to be able to deal with this problem and to drive uh, the use of the film. So Leonard says he has uh, the drive that Sammy never had, and the viewer sees uh, uh, Leonard's tattoo, John G. raped and murdered my wife, as well as others clues and notes that has been tattooed throughout his body. Leonard um, describes how one must have a system of notes to deal with this problem. Oh, excuse me. I already said that. Um, sorry, guys. I'm trying to read my notes here. Leonard continues the story and explains that he had just 
become an insurance investigator when he met Sammy and was assigned to determine whether his condition was covered by an insurance policy or not. Sammy's condition was not like all the other cases of amnesia in that Sammy was unable to learn through um, uh, conditioning. After additional testing, Leonard says he concluded that Sammy's condition was psychological and the claim was denied because Sammy was not covered for mental illness. Leonard explains how Miss Jenkins, uh, who's played by Harriet uh, Sampson Harris, met privately with him. In trying to placate her, Leonard... um, um, Oh, sorry, guys, lost my my notes. Uh, Leonard told her that Sammy would be able to make new memories. She tested Sammy's memory by repeatedly asking him to give her insulin injections. Uh, She lapsed into a coma, never recovered from the overdose, and Sammy is then confronted uh, or confined to a um, mental um, um, hospital. During this conversation, the caller and Leonard talk about Leonard's request and how the police did not believe the story about the second attacker. And uh, the caller identifies himself as a policeman and provides Leonard with additional clues for his quest. Leonard's tattoos, uh, the the fact the second attacker was a drug dealer. The caller identifies the second attacker as Jimmy uh, Garznitz and tells Leonard that he has a set-up meeting with Jimmy. Leonard agrees to meet the caller in the hotel lobby. Um, Natalie, uh, Natalie, um, that the second attacker was too smart and left the evidence to look that there was only one intruder. So Natalie tricks Leonard into going after a man named Dodd who she claims has been harassing her for money for Jimmy's prior drug deals. Uh, Leonard leaves to look for Dodd. Teddy is waiting for him as he leaves Natalie's home. Ted tries to warn uh, Leonard about Natalie, but after seeing the don't believe his lies note on Teddy's picture, Leonard does not believe him. Leonard does decide he shouldn't stay with Natalie and follows Teddy's advice to go to the uh, discount inn. So Leonard's there at the discount inn, though Leonard has already paid for a room. Bert uh, at the front desk takes advantage of his condition by renting him a second room. Leonard calls uh, an escort service while the escort service arrives. Leonard explains to her that he wants only to relieve, relive going to sleep the night of the attack. After falling asleep, the escort wakes him. He asks the escort to leave, and then he he then takes personal items belonging to his wife to uh, a reservoir and then burns them. In the morning, Leonard leaves the reservoir and is spotted by Dodd. Leonard escapes Dodd and goes to Dodd's motel to wait for him. That's when Dodd returns to his motel room. Leonard beats him and ties him up. Leonard calls Teddy for help in dealing with Todd. Ted. Teddy comes to Todd's motel room, and Leonard and Ted convince Todd to leave town, returning the favor of getting rid of Dodd. Leonard spends the night at Natalie's in the morning. She agrees to trace the license plate number tattooed on 
Leonard's leg. Later that day, Natalie gives him the information along with directions to an abandoned place outside of town where a guy she knew used to do bigger deals. Leonard takes it back to his motel, and at the motel in his room, Leonard puts the clues together and concludes that Teddy is John Edward uh, Glammy and must be the second attacker. He calls Teddy, and they go to the same abandoned building where Jimmy was killed a few days earlier. And then that's when Leonard shoots Teddy in the head. So like I said, this movie, I, I was trying to write it down and trying to put it in uh, chronological order for everybody. The problem with all of that is I don't think I do it justice. I don't think that uh, the film, the film has to be uh, viewed, uh, not the way that I just tried to uh, rattle it off to you. Um, I think you're going to appreciate the film much better than me trying to explain it in chronological order because of the amnesia. It fits very well um, in terms of that. So let me give you a couple uh, goofs, uh, mistakes that, that I've seen on this. And then what we'll do is uh, I'm going to give you a um, overview of what I thought of the film. So some of the goofs. Audio, uh, when Leonard and Teddy are in the diner, Teddy says, what about John G? You think he's still here? When the uh, scene cuts back to Leonard, the line, you think he's still here is heard, but Teddy's mouth isn't moving. So again, kind of a, um, I don't know, just again, a trivia, some goofs in the film. Uh, character error, in the two scenes where Sammy is administering insulin to his wife, he is placing the needle in, in the crook of her arm as if uh, mainlining it. Insulin is never injected at the site, but rather at the back of the uh, bicep. Uh, the other shot is in the stomach or in the thigh, which would be the correct places. Uh, in the Jaguar, Teddy gives uh, Leonard the address to the discount inn. Teddy met Leonard at the motel earlier and therefore knows where that he is already staying there. Leonard did not check out when they left and should therefore have both a picture and the key to the room 21 in his possession. So again, when you're um, looking at this movie, he has to look at clues in order to be able to tell him what he's doing and where he's at. Um, after fleeing Dodd while driving to the hotel, Leonard is reading the description that Natalie wrote down for him. You hear him thinking what she's written down. He says that Dodd is staying at the Mountcrest Inn, yet it is written as Montrest Inn. So Montcrest, Mont, uh, Mont Interest Inn, just a little typo, if you will, uh, but nevertheless, kind of a goof in the movie. Um, at the diner where Natalie gives Leonard the envelope with John G's driver's license, he leaves it on the table. When he goes to the bathroom, Leonard would never have left the envelope on the table since he knows that he will forget about the envelope when he exits the bathroom because of his uh, inability to make new memories, along with which table he was sitting at or who he was meeting with, a waiter has to hand an envelope to him um, in terms of that. So, again, just a couple things um, in terms of that. Um Oh, Natalie's uh, handwriting is different in each of it is, of each of its appearances. The writing on uh, 
Freddy's Bar Coaster switches between print and cursive, and the invitation to the city grill is another kind of print. However, this could be another demonstration of the inability of Leonard's memory. So not necessarily a goof, but more of an illustration. Uh, some plot holes, just really quick. When Leonard is sitting in his pickup, writing down Ted's uh, license plate number, he writes fact six without checking how many other facts there are first. Uh, Leonard goes to the discount inn and the manager takes him to room 303. When Leonard realizes that this is not his room and the manager admits uh, to also renting him a room 304 uh, because the business was slow, Leonard calls the manager Bert in this particular in, uh, entire sequence. Uh, Bert has no name tag, nor does he mention his name, um, um, his name uh, whatsoever. Um, let's see here. Uh, Natalie apparently rides home from the bar with Leonard, yet uh, her car is already home. Uh, during the confirmation between Leonard and Teddy after Leonard has killed Jimmy, Leonard mentions the $200,000 in Jimmy's car. However, at this point, he has already forgotten about killing Jimmy, so he should have already forgotten about the money as Teddy doesn't mention it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, some spoilers here in a couple of uh, places, such as such as after Jimmy is killed, the pol Polaroid camera does not make the correct motor noise. Again, just some um, goofy little things there to keep in mind. Um, Let's see here. Oh, there's just all kinds of different things. Um, I don't know. Hopefully you guys enjoy some of these goofs. I don't want to bore you and take away from, from the whole movie. When, um, when Natalie asked Leonard to give back her shirt uh, that he mistaken as his own, Leonard's wearing a man shirt. The location of the buttonholes give it away. However, Leonard would have struggled doing up the buttons on a lady's shirt. Because they're a little different uh, in terms of that. So, a little bit of the some of the goofs that uh, we found in the movie uh, Memento. Overall, I would say that I really enjoyed this movie uh, for a couple reasons. One, it was different uh, in the sense that it's not your typical movie, not a movie that you're going to see, uh, like I said, in chronological order. And that can be a little bit confusing for some. If you're not somebody that, that was getting ready to go into that type of, uh, of movie or that type of mindset, I could see where this could maybe throw you off. If you wasn't paying attention, you could be completely lost in the film. So uh, I could see that being a negative, but it's also something that uh, um, I, I think is, um, is different, and that's what is very appealing about this particular film, that it's different and... Um, um, it, it's just different. And like I said, you, you have to be focused in order to, to, to pay attention to this film. Uh, Guy Pierce, I think does a, a wonderful job as Leonard in the film. He does just a wonderful job 
Um, I think Christopher Lloyd does a, a great job, not only in the writing of it, but also uh, with his direction or being the director in, in the way that he filmed the, uh, the, the movie. All that added up to um, really a, I, I think, a nice movie. Uh, something that, again, like I said, was different. A lot of the critics would agree that it was a well-done movie. Uh, it was something that uh, was different. Uh, and what's really amazing that, uh, you know, this is week two that we're talking about Christopher Nolan, and he's been able to really do two wonderful movies on very low budget. I think that really talks to, uh, um, to the skill as a director uh, and the way his imagination works. I think that all is a plus and really um, helps drive this movie um, to where it is um, as a film. So I think um, doing really just a wonderful job in that process. Um, Were there some some negatives about it? Uh, not really. I, I like the way that he used color versus black and white because I think that really helped uh, focus with the movie where what was going forward, what was uh, being played in um, chronicle um, uh, reverse order. I think that all helped out uh, in, in that process. So on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being um, terrible and 10 being uh, uh, out of the park, I'm going to give this a 7. Uh, just really a good movie. Uh, like I said, uh, Guy Pierce uh, did a wonderful job on this. And um, it was just, uh, it's a different type of movie. I, I can't stress that enough. It's not going to be chronological. And I can't say that enough uh, about this film. But I think it's important. If you're looking for a movie that's going to put things in order, this is not your film. But if you come in with an open mind, and you stay focused. It's not something that you need to be looking down at your phone. It's not going to be somebody uh, talking to you in the process because uh, if you're watching it on DVD or something, hit pause, go to the restroom, go to the kitchen, do what you got to do, and then come back and watch it because you, if you just walk away from it,